Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here. And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer. This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Yak. Sports Yak. It's Sports Yak. Welcome, everybody, to episode 36 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm Phil Souza, and I'm here with my good friend, Grant, family fakeout, Youngsma. How's it going, Grant? Wonderful. <laughs> because we, we're talking about one of my favorite all-time Disney Channel original movies. Well, there's a lot of qualifications in that, in that sentence. Um, so, I, have you seen a lot of Disney Channel originals? Yeah. I've seen quite a few. Of the old school ones, yep. not the new school. Yeah, uh, this is definitely a. Um, I mean, I guess it's pretty old. I would. I don't know. I'm not that familiar. I don't know that this. I'm, Grant, I'll be totally honest with you. This may be the first ever Disney Channel original that I've ever watched. <laughs> Did you? Okay, so I'm, I'm guessing you grew up with the Disney Channel then. Yeah. What uh, What other Disney Channel originals have you seen? Uh, the Halloween Town. Um, trilogy, or there might be four of them. I've only seen the three, though. Halloween, okay. Which we did that on HMP. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yep. And then there's Johnny Tsunami. Okay. Which is about a kid who loves surfing, and then he moves to, I can't remember where he moves to, but then it's all snowboarding. Okay. And then there's Brink, which is a skateboarding movie. I've not heard of most of these. Uh, Please continue. There's Luck of the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, Cadet Kelly. Um, oh, my goodness. Well, High School Musical 1 and 2. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, those are... I mean... Okay, so those were original to Disney yes. Channel, the first two movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are definitely their biggest ones. Yeah, I would say so. And then, like now, there's like Descendants, but I haven't seen those. Okay. Um... But I've seen my fair share of them. Yeah. So we, okay. We're, you and I were born in very different decades. Yes. I, I essentially was born at the end, at the beginning of the 1980s. I, mm-hmm. I was born in 1979, like the last few months of, of that year. So basically I'm an 80s kid. I mean, I was, I was in elementary school throughout the 80s. And then in junior high and high school in the 90s. I we had Disney Channel growing up, but I don't remember. I'm sure there were some, but mm-hmm. I don't remember a lot of Disney Channel originals in the 80s and 90s. I'm sure there was some like maybe on the back part of the 90s, but I was already in college by then. Yeah, I think it. I think they started like 96, 97, something like that. And I was getting too old for them yep. at that point. Like I, I was already 96. I would have been a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think this whole era of like straight to TV, but for a particular channel kind of mm-hmm. movies like Disney channel movies is something that I, I, I for the most part missed out on. I, yeah. I, I haven't really watched most of these. So I honestly, and this will like maybe surprise some of our listeners, but I've not even seen the first two high school musicals. I've only seen high school musical three, which came, mm-hmm. came to theaters. That's the only reason I saw it. So, um, yeah, I, I have no idea what even happens in the first two movies. <laughs> so, but yeah, we are uh, we are talking about the Even Stevens movie uh, today, a, a 2003 um, Disney Channel original straight to TV movie. Uh, if you're just joining us for this podcast, we are an unofficial Disney Plus podcast reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus and some movies you never heard of, like the Even Stevens movie, uh, which I'm glad that uh, I have Grant around to introduce me to some of these gems uh, that are on Disney Plus that I've not been aware of. So. 
Uh, it is based on a television show. If you know nothing about Even Stevens, we're going to give you quite the education today. Even Stevens was, I had to look all this up, of course, but it, it was a television show that aired on the Disney Channel from t- 2000 to 2003, if, yes. if that's right. And uh, at the end of its three seasons that it had, they they released this movie is kind of like the capper, like to, to end the series. Um, it's of course based on that TV show with all the same, I think all the same actors, right? They didn't yep. replace anyone for the movie. Same actors. So now I going into this movie, I had not watched a trailer or anything like that. I get to frame one of the movie and I was like, is that Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> and I like it, it, it's, he's so remarkable and it's in his visage. Like the way that he looks is very unique mm-hmm. that I was like, that has to be Shia LaBeouf, but I still paused the movie so that I could go look up yeah. the cast for cast list. I did not know that he was in this television show for three years. This is basically how he got his start. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. I just a weird, funny kid. Yeah. He, so I, lo- I looked it up. He was 17 when he filmed the movie, which means okay. he was only a 14 year old kid when, uh, when he was in the TV show. Now I've not seen the movie, but are, are you from, have you heard about the movie honey boy mm, came out, no. came out last year. I want to say 2018, 2019, um, honey boy is a, it is technically, I think supposed to be a fictional story, but it's okay. like semi autobiographical. It stars Shia LaBeouf as an, as an adult, but they cast a child actor for this movie to play him as a kid. Hmm. So like it's a honey boy again, semi is about his life. It's, it's kind of an autobiographical film and I don't know if he wrote it or assisted with the writing of it, but it is, um, believe it or not is it is about his years on even Stevens. Okay. Yeah. Honey boy is about, about the child. It's not about the show. It's about his life during those years. Hmm. Um, and, and uh, I don't think they can actually mention the name, even Stevens. They probably rename the show for the movie. Yeah. Um, but everyone knows that it's clear that it's, it's talking about even Stevens. Hmm. So um, the, the character in the movie, I'm not, again, I'm not seeing it. I've just seen trailers and stuff. The character in the movie takes like pies to the face and it's, it is clear that it's, it's talking about even Stevens. Okay. So um, anyways, something to maybe check out. I have not yeah. seen it. But I've heard really good things. Uh, Shia LaBeouf, uh, Tim Meadows, who I actually know. I, I I watched a lot of Tim Meadows, even actually in this era, um, because he was my guy. Like he was one of my favorite actors on Saturday Night Live when I was watching SNL mm-hmm. in the in the late '90s, early 2000s. Tim Meadows was kind of the hit thing, and he is kind of a main character in this movie. Um, Christy Carlson Romano plays Ren. She's obviously from the TV show, and then a bunch of other actors that. Uh, unless you've seen the show, you probably don't know who they are. Uh, with the exception of Dave Coulier, who is yeah. uh, has a very brief uh, cameo towards the end of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, obviously from Full House fame. Uh, we are going to spoil the entire movie, so uh, you've been warned. I seriously, seriously doubt that you care <laughs> about being spoiled on this movie. If you haven't seen it by now, you're probably not going to, um, but uh, we thought we'd just kind of entertain you talking about this movie. Celebrating its 17th anniversary. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah. Uh, and in 20 years, like um, I saw on YouTube or whatever a few months ago that maybe as a, even last month, they, they celebrated the 20 year anniversary of the first episode of the show, okay. which came out in 2000. So um, yeah, it's, it is uh, definitely um, anniversary time. Uh, so if you've already watched the movie, uh, obviously continue with us, or if you just don't care about spoilers, um, we're, we're going to get into it. So um, before we go, I, there's certain scenes I want to talk about, but before okay. we get to those, I kind of wanted to... Um, get your thoughts on the show for first. Like, what do you remember from the TV show? What was it like? I, I literally have not even seen a single episode of the TV show. And, um, and then like, how does it convert into the movie? What are some of your favorite scenes from, from the movie? I'm just going to okay give you the, the floor for a little bit. Well, this show, when it came out, I was nine years old. So, um, I had watched a lot of boy meets world um, family matters, stuff like that. So this one is kind of along the same lines of that. So it kind of intrigued me. One episode that really sticks out to me is, uh, um, Lewis has this big scheme where of course everything in his life is made out to, uh, make his sister mad. (laughs) So there's this one episode where his sister's having this like huge sleepover and um lewis has been banned from 
even stepping foot in the house. So he's been like banned to the basement. <laughs> so he's like, because Lewis, I, you've also seen it in the movie. He's kind of an entrepreneur where he's got these ideas going. So he decides to, before pay-per-view was even a thing, he <laughs> decides to make this pay-per-view called The Secret World of Girls. And he literally <laughs> puts like a camcorder in and he invites a bunch of the guys and he's charging to get into his basement. And he literally has cameras set up around the house <laughs> and they just watch the girls sleep over the whole night. <laughs> and then they of course catch him and he gets in big trouble. But that's kind of how the show goes is Lewis does something to make Ren mad. And that's kind of how this movie goes too. Yeah. And that's, it's a pretty good show. I mean, only three seasons, but it's worth watching, I would say. So it's fair to say that Lewis and Ryan are the main characters of the show, right? Yes. There, there are like some high school or I guess junior high. These are young mm-hmm. kids. Yep. Um, junior high friends that, um, that I forget their names. They both start with Twitty a and Tawny. Twitty and Tawny. Yep. Um, that are in this movie that I guess are char- side characters yeah. in the show. They, they play pretty big roles. I mean, Twitty... Um, is always there by Lewis's side. Um, Beans, he takes on a small role. He's kind of the annoying little neighbor kid that nobody wants around. So He, he strikes me, uh, you mentioned family matters, he strikes me as maybe the Urkel of the yeah, show. Yeah, kind like, of. <laughs> the kid that uh, they don't really want around, but he doesn't really have a family, yeah. kind of. Yeah, very, so. very similar to because really. you never meet his family. Yeah. And he, this kid's just showing up at their house. <laughs> you don't even meet, meet his family in this movie. Yeah. His family is mentioned. You know that he has a mom and dad, uh, but you never even see but them. But they're on a trip yeah. for the whole summer. Yeah. <laughs> it's very convenient. Um, okay. Well, yeah, that kind of actually, I kind of wish I'd known that going into this movie. Like, I, I think that kind of framed, uh, I, I caught on by the end of the movie. Like, okay, I, I, I kind of get the shtick of this, of yeah. this family story. Uh, that it's it's kind of you know Lewis is the ne'er do well that that literally just lives to make everyone miserable and mm-hmm. then um, you know Ren is kind of the goody two shoes perfect gr- uh, daughter like she doesn't ever do anything wrong um, so yeah that's that family di- dynamic definitely comes through on the movie but I wasn't familiar with the show at all so um, but by the way speaking of of Ren so uh, Renee I guess is her full name but they call her Ren. She was 19 when she when she filmed this movie. She's literally playing a junior high graduate. Yeah, like she's not even in high school yet, and she play, she was 19 when she made it. So, um, I think that's just that. I mean, there's a reason probably that they had to kill it after just a few seasons. Mm-hmm. They either would have had to recast these characters as you know with different actors. I mean, at, at some point. Christy Carlson Romano is going to be in her twenties and she's still playing a junior high kid. So, um, they had to cap it off at some point, but yeah, by the time they made this movie, you could definitely tell like she's five, seven, like she's like, she's taller than her mom in this Mm -hmm. movie and playing an eighth grader. So like, there's definitely like, kind of like, okay, this is, this is gonna be our last hurrah (laughs) with with this whole story. And it's like Caitlin and I, before we decided to do this one, had talked about it, and Caitlin saw Christy Carlson Romano as Belle on Broadway. Oh, yeah. And she said that when she was Belle on Broadway, she was 20 years old. So that means she... Right after this. Right after. Yeah. So that would have been 2004 then. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. uh, She... I I enjoyed her. Like, I I don't know that I had seen her in anything else. Yeah. Um, She's done... I looked up her filmography. She's done other movies, but... Um, I don't think I've seen her in a single other movie. I, but I, honestly, I was pretty captivated with her. I thought um, she plays a very convincing goody two shoes yeah, kid. Definitely, like, like she she nails that character. Um, I I did go back and watch like on YouTube just a few clips of the show just so I could kind of know something about the source material, and. Um, I found an episode there. I guess there's one episode season two, maybe where the entire show, the entire episode is all music. It's, oh yeah. It's a musical episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of reminds me, I, if you've ever seen community, they, they occasionally do like a, a, a musical. Um, and it was something about like some, like, uh, 
some illness or epidemic is going through the school or something like that. And I was just like, wow, that's very timely for what we're going through in 2020. But um, she's obviously got a good singing voice. She's done some other singing roles, I think, and some yeah. of her other shows that she's been in. Um, have you seen her in anything else? Uh, she was in another Disney Channel original movie called Cadet Kelly, okay. which she was in that with uh, Hillary Duff. Okay. And it's about these kids going to like boot camp. Oh, wow. Very different from yeah. this. Um, I think the only other thing that she's really like well, like widely known for, like when she goes to comic cons and stuff, the people, the things people mention are obviously even Stevens. And then, um, Oh, I should have wrote it down. It's there's a, um, an animated series that she was in. Um, oh yeah. Kim possible. Kim possible. Yep. I forgot about that. Too. Yeah. That's, that's probably here other than like maybe her Broadway stuff, which I think probably, you know, tens of thousands of people have seen her on Broadway. Um, cause she's kind of made a name for herself mm-hmm. in Broadway recently. Um, uh, I would say it's probably those two is Kim possible yeah. and, and even Stevens. So, um, okay. Well, um, favorite scenes you want to start out with spaghetti. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so right. Or, Pretty close to the beginning of the movie. It's the very first scene. They start out at their junior high graduation, and Lewis is nowhere to be found, and everybody's just like, where's Lewis? And, of course, he's got this whole plan. But, actually, he uh, is trying to do something nice for Ren, (laughs) where he has this huge, like, remote control beach ball, which I have no idea where you find one of those, but or how that would even work. Yeah. Technically, but go on, (laughs) but it's pretty genius. And he has his little sidekick beans with him and beans was supposed to fill the balloon with confetti. And of course, Ren is the valedictorian. So of middle school, but (laughs) it's junior high graduation. So, um, she's giving her speech and everything. And then this beach ball just starts flying around and, They even like send out the PE teacher to try and catch it, but he can't catch it. And then there's a scene where uh, Lewis was like, so you filled it with confetti, right? And Beans is like, confetti? And then he said, I thought you said. And then (laughs) all of a sudden it's right above Ren and down falls this whole thing of spaghetti. (laughs) Sauce and all. Yeah. It's juicy. And, And she's just covered in it (laughs) and lewis is just like at first he's like and then he's really proud of beans yeah for this moment i wrote down the line he says uh beans your lack of listening skills has finally paid off (laughs) he's he's uh, you're right he's trying to do something nice for him but he's like elated when it doesn't work out that way (laughs) and of course everybody knows who is responsible for this yep and Ren, Ren is like looking for Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> and, but yeah, that's one of the good scenes to start out with. And then I feel like another scene that kind of sets the, uh, foundation of what this movie's going to be is when Ren goes to the diner to have uh, breakfast with her boyfriend at the time, which is he a regular on the show? I no, I didn't get that sense. So. No. Okay. And so, he is going away to some camp and so they're basically breaking up and then she's trying to pour like maple syrup on him. Yeah. And so <laughs> she, she goes, uh, she goes, he, he goes, uh, he, he said, um, oh, I'm trying to read you. Like, are you upset? And she goes, you dump me in a pancake house and you wonder if I'm upset. <laughs> And then she takes the maple syrup and it's like one of those <laughs> triggered ones and she's trying to dump it on him, but it's not working. <laughs> and so that kind of sets a foundation of where this movie is headed because Ren has had her heart broken and yep. now she's single. Yep. And you also get the sense this movie is going to be about antics. Like it's yep. going to be about visual comedy, things that, you know, let's be honest, frankly, appeal to kids. It's not, this isn't a movie really for adults at all. Um, so it is, if you've seen like, you know, spy kids or, you know, anything that's, you know, uh, uh, has a humor that's pretty low grade, uh, you know, there's, there are some intelligent laughs, I think in this movie here and there, but for the most part, it's a lot of visual comedy and just, um, you know, like burns and stuff that, that kids Mm -hmm. would find funny. Yeah. Um, So, and then kind of like setting up where they go on vacation. Lewis has created this 
another invention of his where it's basically an easy chair. Do that chair. To it serves him hot dogs. <laughs> he can watch TV. It even has like a mosquito net and at some point doesn't give him serve him ice cream as well. Yes. And so Lewis has this plan of all summer he's just going to lounge out on this <laughs> chair. And he even has uh him and Tawny are pretty much girlfriend and boyfriend. Okay. And he even has a seat for her and she's just disgusted that he would even think that she would want to just sit there with him all summer. <laughs> and so then Ren is just so mad at this point at him. And, uh, she literally like starts attacking him, but then the chair like starts malfunctioning and just starts attacking them. And then, we meet Miles McDermott, which the chair basically like takes him out too. Yeah. And the chair is like alive. It's like chasing them yep. and stuff. So then we get to Miles's presentation. And by the way, he, the chair totally wrecks Ren because yep. like he grabs her and she's like, like locked in, strapped down to the chair and it starts pouring like ice cream, like condiments yep. and stuff all over. Her, and she's like completely like just covered in chocolate syrup by the end of it. So Yeah. Oh, and I guess we forgot that Ren has taken up babysitting and she's yes. agreed to babysit beans for the whole summer. Yeah, which th- I wouldn't say the show is a prerequisite for watching this movie. I did not see a single episode of the show and I yep. still watched it and still, for the most part, enjoyed it. There were parts of it that I thought were pretty lame. But um, A, I think I would have enjoyed it more had I has seen the show. I, 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 knowing these characters, I would have been ready for some laughs that I wasn't prepared for um, having not watched the show. And there were entire characters that are not well explained in the movie because they just assume that you've seen at least a few episodes. Yeah. So like when beans first comes on the scene, you can tell like everyone is, is going to laugh at this character, but I didn't know why yet. Like I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know who, uh, like who is this kid? Like, is he, is this bean Stevens? Like he's part of the Stevens family. Oh, he's not part of the Stevens family. Like I had to kind of figure his character out. So, I mean, definitely, I think if you're a fan of the show, you're you're going to want to watch this movie. If you've not seen the show, you probably don't have a lot of interest in it, and there's probably some characters that are going to kind of, you know, be beyond your comprehension at first. So Yeah, and he shows up with his huge bag of bacon. Dude, that was so great. <laughs> there's so much bacon in there. Don't worry. I brought my own bacon. <laughs> is is bacon a thing in the show? Like, is does he just, is he always eating bacon or something? Uh, I think he does eat bacon. There's like 150 pieces of bacon in that thing. <laughs> so yeah, he's obviously as, as Grant already said, he's kind of the, the kid that nobody wants around, but just want refuses to go away. And, um, yeah, the, the big premise at the beginning of this movie is that his parents, I guess have gone on vacation without yep. him, which is really funny. And, um, have, basically foisted him upon the Stevens family. They're kind of forced to watch him for three weeks. Yeah. So yeah. And then, and then we learned about Mandolino, which at first I thought Mandolino was supposed to be like a real place. Cause I, I didn't know the premise of the movie at yeah. all. Um, and we're going to spoil it anyway. So Mandolino is not real. None of this is about to be real. The stuff we're about to explain, but like when the, when Tim, Tim Meadows pulls up and I was like, I'm immediately invested because I love Tim Meadows. Mm-hmm. And, um, he starts giving this presentation. Like he pulls the projector out and he's like, let me tell you guys about Mandolino. It's the, it's the best. It's going to be the best vacation resort ever. And he's giving this presentation. I'm like, Mandolino, what is this like <laughs> i'd never heard of this place but i thought they oh they're just making up a, a country or whatever but even the characters aren't they're like yeah what's mandolino i've never heard of this so um but yeah what what's what's the big deal about mandolino like what's what's well, the promise it's pretty much like a tropical island where uh, or a tropical paradise where you can just go and have a great vacation super relaxing and it's beautiful the natives are great and <laughs> Nobody's ever heard of it because it's only populated by the natives. Yeah. So the Stevens family at first is just like, oh my gosh, this is, some of them are like, this is amazing. And some of them are like, we shouldn't go. <laughs> and so they've basically been offered this free vacation yeah. to Mandolino. Yeah. And it's, and the premise is like, we're going to build a resort 
at this on this island yeah. that no one's ever been to and you're going to be like one of the first ones there mm-hmm. and if you'll just write some reviews and allow us to quote you in our brochures and stuff like that we'll give you the whole trip for free like we're basically piloting this yep. this place on you um so um so yeah so they they say you know i mean even ren is like why aren't we signing like we need yeah. to do this right now so um, so yeah, they hop in a helicopter and get over there and do the, the locals. I, I immediately started laughing when they get off that plane. Cause they're like chanting them. They're they, literally chanting. Welcome Steven's family. Welcome Steven's family. Like over and over again, uh, Tuka, the chief elder comes yeah. out in person. He's like welcoming them. And like girls are dance dancing. The steel drums are playing. It's like this, like it, it reminds you of like, if you've, if you've ever been a part of like, I mean, it reminded me of like a Disney ride, like yeah. a Disney World ride mm-hmm. or something like that. But these aren't animatronics; these are real people that yeah. are like putting on this show for the Stevens family. It's basically like a luau type scene. Yeah, but just for them. Yeah. Um, and it, so immediately, I'm just like, "Is this a resort? Like, do they do this for every like every?" So, and it was at this moment that I realized, like, okay, no one's ever been here before. Like, this is, this is the Stevens family are literally the pilot people. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, they're making a big to do for them, but this pro- this probably isn't something that they're going to do for every every family that comes to this resort. Um, then there's this weird scene where um, it's obviously followed up on later, but uh, Donnie, which I, I I I had trouble remembering their names at first. They were mm-hmm. referencing some of the family members. I was like, "Who's Donnie again?" But um, anyway, Donnie thinks that he sees a classmate on the island, and it's this weird scene where like it's the first time that. I mean, everything seems a little too convenient. Like, okay, this island no one's ever heard of. You get this massive, like, tribal welcome when you arrive. Yeah. Um, everything seems a little too perfect. And then Donnie is just, like, walking out. Or, like, he's walking from one, uh, A to B. Yeah, he's and, on, like, a run or something that's like right. that. Yeah. Because he's, he's trying to stay in shape. And then he's like, you look like a person I went to high school with. And he's like, I'm Motai. <laughs> and he's just like, no. No, it's uh, Lalo. Mutai's oh. the love interest. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. the love interest. And he's like, no, I'm Lalo. <laughs> and they're just like, and then... He's like, no, you're Patrick Green. I, I went to school with you. <laughs> and then there's a scene later where Which, they... Okay, let's explain this. Oh, yeah. Uh, people, the, even his own family members... this is just par for the course for Donnie, right? Like he's Mm -hmm. kind of an idiot. Yeah. He's kind of the dumb one where they're just like, he's more the jock than the brains. Yeah. Where they're just like, Oh, okay, Donnie. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. If if there's a word for non valedictorian, he's like the opposite of Ren in in Mm -hmm. every way. So anyways, sorry, I cut you off, but um, yeah. So he thinks he sees this kid that he knows and they were like three years apart in high school. So Mm -hmm. like, you know, this Patrick green, as we find out later, like didn't even like he knew that Donnie was going to be on the Island, part of this family. And he's obviously part of this show that's going on in the background. But he, um, like he says like, Hey, we're three years apart. I didn't didn't even think he would recognize me. So, um, but yeah, he plays it off and says, no, no, I'm Lalo. (laughs) And they literally have him come back later where they really want to mess with Donnie. And oh yeah, he comes back wearing like the Letterman jacket yeah. <laughs> from their high school. I did laugh at that. And then he's he's telling Donnie that he's late for class, and they're <laughs> and he's just like they're just totally messing with Donnie at that yeah. point. Yeah, I love that. But uh, one of the um, key moments I would say in the beginning when they get to the island is Lewis. They throw this huge feast for them. And it's weird food. Uh-huh. And uh, um, Miles is telling him, well, if you don't eat this, it'll be super disrespectful. And it's basically like slugs on a stick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the only person that really is enjoying it is Beans because he will eat anything. Yeah, he's like, you're going to finish And that. so Lewis, which the show has done extensive background on the Stevens family. And Miles mentions to Lewis that in the palace where they're they were originally supposed to stay in the palace um that the tribal leader has this box or this pantry of a bunch of good snacks and everything right so lewis is just like oh i gotta go to the bathroom and he just gets out there and what the show knows about him is that 
he loves snacks and he loves a comfy chair. So <laughs> inside of this throne room, he's already got his snacks. There's a super comfy chair. And so Lewis uh, sits down in it and there's basically like a lever type uh-huh. thing where you assume that's just going to pull out like a recliner, make it a recliner or something. Yeah, he uh, says like footrest, all very classy or whatever. Yeah, and then it literally dismantles the whole palace. <laughs> I did not see that coming at all. That that was that was one of the biggest surprises I, th- I thought yep. in the movie. I, that and the ending. I th- you know, there's like mm-hmm. this twist ending at the end. But um, yeah, like when the whole thing goes tumbling down, I was like, surely just like a few walls are going to tumble down. No, the entire palace crumbles to the ground, except for Lewis and his chair. <laughs> and he's still holding his uh, bag of, of snacks. He, he goes, uh, "Corn snacky." <laughs> hey, and the people fortunately nobody was in the building yeah the people of the island are just distraught they're they're (laughs) beyond mad this kid has come to their island and he's destroyed their palace so then miles tells them you guys are gonna have to sleep outside and fend for yourself now because the tribal people are really upset they're very religious. They they think that the land is literally cursed yep. at this point because mm-hmm. the the temple is like their holy place yep. or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, they, so at this point they're essentially roughing it. They're they're mm-hmm. looking for firewood. They're looking for food. It, it almost becomes Survivor, like yep. the, the TV show Survivor. And it, I mean that's not a coincidence. I, I mentioned that that this is a re, we find out very soon after this. That this is a reality TV show that yep. they've been punked for and lack of a better term. It kind of turns into Survivor because it turns into two teams, basically. Yeah. Um, on one side, it's- no, knowing that this came out in 2003 makes a lot of sense because this is at like the height of like reality TV is yeah. becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. So, so you have the team of Mr. Stevens, Ren, and Beans, and then you have Mrs. Stevens, Lewis, and Donnie. And you basically have these two sets of teams where now Miles is really going to play off of them by doing stuff that is really going to upset him. Yeah. Because you go to find out that um, Mr. Stevens lost his job and really isn't providing. So Mrs. Stevens is kind of the breadwinner. So they play off of that. And then Ren and Lewis can't stand each other. Right. And then everybody thinks Donnie is dumb so they don't really take anything serious with him and then they can't stand beans yeah the, it, you're right i didn't, didn't think about that but like there's kind of a an alternate uh component like everyone has their opposite yeah. um, on these teams so mm-hmm. and beans and donnie are kind of the same person yeah. but yeah so it's just humorous how they <laughs> just go on like I did, I did really enjoy the premise of this movie I, I i did not expect to like very much about it once it mm-hmm. started i was just like oh no like from the first time that someone made like a silly joke and like winked at the camera and then like the horns come in and like wah, 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 wah. i was just like oh like i don't know if i'm gonna enjoy this but once i figured out what was going on the islands which they reveal about 30 minutes in i was like you know what I kind of like this. Like it is reality TV show, but like on an island, it's survivor basically. Yeah. Um, but what if the people on survivor don't know they're on survivor? And that was like, I was like, wow, that is cool. Like I've yeah. not seen this done before. So the, the closest thing I could think of would be true. The Truman show. Have you ever seen the Truman mm-hmm. show? Yep. With Jim Carrey. Um, it is, there are definitely elements. This came out five years after the Truman show. There are definitely elements, elements of, um, borrowing for, for lack of a, a nicer term, like, uh, uh, like they are clearly inspired by the Truman show in a lot of ways. Like they're creating weather at one point. Like, I don't even know how they're doing some of the stuff, stuff that they're doing, but, um, it is basically a mix between the Truman show and survivor. Yeah. So, and then, um, it flashes or it goes to back to their hometown and literally everybody is loving this show because, some people don't like Ren. Some people don't like Lewis, and they just think that they're just getting what they deserve. The, the town is captivated and by the show. Literally, in the diner that Ren breaks up with <laughs> Gillen, there's a bunch of people just wa- packing this place out and watching the show. Yeah, in the roller cakes yeah. restaurant. And so then Twitty realizes. Well, Twitty's the one that signed the Stevens family up for this show, and he's starting to feel bad about it because um 
because he's seeing his best friend and his family just get like torn apart and it's not going as good of plan as he thinks. So he is just like, man, I wish there was a way we could help him or something. And then the PE teacher's just like, well, Manolina's only actually about an hour and a half away. (laughs) And then you finally realize that the Stevens family really isn't that far. They've just been right off the coast of California, basically. And it was a super long plane ride, but then you go to figure out that they just kept circling. (laughs) Which, how did did they not know that? But I mean, that's part of the humor of the movie. Yeah. They they call the island Catalona, which is very similar to Catalina, um, which is off the coast of of Los Angeles. So you kind of get the the sense that it's like a Catalina Islands, Mm -hmm. like very small islands. Yeah. Um, But Catalona, they're renaming it. Um, And... Uh, so they're not really in any danger. They're not that far away from the mainland. Um, and yet they feel like they're like almost they, the characters feel like they're going to die. Like yeah. we're going to die out here. So, <laughs> and this, this whole show is called family fake out, which yep. we mentioned that at the top of our show here, but, um, the, the tagline of which is Tim Meadows, um, miles McDermott looks at the camera and says, isn't life funny when it isn't happening to you? <laughs> he just kind of chuckles. And that's literally why all these people are showing up in this place to watch it because nothing's happening to them and they know the people on it. So yeah. it's great TV for them. Yeah. Which I mean, if I ever had a friend that went on like the amazing race or something, I would watch every episode of it and laugh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially if they don't know that they're on it. I mean, I think yeah. that's, that's really kind of the cool premise of this, this movie. Um, my two favorite characters in the movie, we'll, we'll go on with the plot here in a second, but like my two favorite characters in the movie are miles McDermott. I think he's really, he's, yeah. he's kind of special in this movie, honestly. Um, Cause he's, he's both like when you first meet him, you're like, this is the nicest guy I've ever met. And then like, they the cameras stop rolling and you see how he is like with the employee his employees and stuff like mm-hmm. that and he's like firing people left and right he's a jerk and you find out that he's like ultimately like the bad guy of the movie yeah. but you totally love him when you first meet him so i thought i like i liked his character progression and then um you know the easy choice after that is lewis i he he's just you know, say what you want about Shia LaBeouf. He went to went on to start in Transformers movies, and people started hating him. But he's he's genuinely got great comedic timing. He, he reminds me a lot of Boy, Boy Meets World, like that yeah. kind of humor. Um, and he is legitimately the camera loves him. Shia LaBeouf's never had a formal um, acting lesson, by the way. Hmm. Like he's this, he's just a natural. He's That's a nat- impressive. He's a natural actor. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, it, that shines in this movie. Like the movie's not a great movie. You could tell they made this movie for, for like maybe seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Like it's it's a cheaply made movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it cost two or three million. And so they didn't make it for very much. But Shia LaBeouf, pr- you know, pre pre uh, super celebrity, which he is now, was just as good then. Like he mm-hmm. he was kind of the shiny star, I think. In this, yeah, I would agree with that. And um like having a background in the show, I would say I enjoy beans as well as a character. He's not in this movie very much. Yeah, Not really, but, um, so I think he's a good one that brings nice comedic relief. Uh, Yeah. That, that said all the scenes that he's in, if he opens his mouth, it's going to be funny. Yeah. Like he, he has, he is the character that is always funny all the time. Yeah. So like, it's funny. Like, there's one point when they're out on the beach and it's him, Mr. Stevens and Wren and Mr. Stevens literally has just started this fire, this very <laughs> small fire yeah. and Beans sneezes and out goes the fire. <laughs> he like literally looks up to the heavens and screams, I've made fire. <laughs> and they, so if beans is in a scene, you know, it's going to be a funny scene. Yeah. Yeah. He was great. Um, Let's talk about Mutai. We haven't really yeah. mentioned him yet. So um, right about the time where we stopped on the plot, um, there's this, you know, obviously like a hunk of a guy that's on the island. Mm-hmm. He's roughly the same age as, as Ren. Uh, Ren's coming off this big breakup and not sure, where, not sure where she is in the love world, so to speak. And in comes Mutai and he's very friendly to her and she's obviously cr- clearly attracted to him. And they seem to have this instant connection. You think it's, 
organic at mm-hmm. first. Like, like this is just, you know, two lovebirds that find each other. Then you find out that no, it's all scripted. Like yep. he's, he's been told this is your role in the show is mm-hmm. to like, you know, woo this girl or whatever. Um, and then their ratings start dipping well below another show. So then, um, miles is just like, you need to get that kiss. So yeah. then his job now is to kiss Ren. Yeah. I, I, I didn't love the scenes of Mutai and, and Ren. Yeah. I, I, I came to this, I came to this table to laugh and, and there, there's like these ultra sappy, like, I mean, call it Hallmark channel or Disney, Disney channel really, <laughs> uh, type of scenes where like the, the, uh, electric piano and bass guitar start ramping up boom 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 and it's like it's like this like super i mean it is uh for tween girls like these scenes and i'm not a tween girl yeah <laughs> and so like these these scenes kind of wrap up and the lines aren't particularly fascinating to listen to and i was just like okay, okay get back to lewis and and beans like <laughs> get back to yeah. the action so fortunately that the, there aren't that many of those scenes like there's maybe mm-hmm. a cumulative five minutes in the yeah. whole movie so uh yeah so um basically there's like these feast scenes or this one feast scene where where one team goes and gets all this food meanwhile the rest of the family is like starving on the beach um and of course they don't want to talk about it or tell them admit them that they have this huge feast um at this at this scene um uh, there's like a fire God statue and Lewis, like they ask, they, they said, we invited you Lewis to this feast so that you can apologize to the fire God, Oprah. <laughs> and, and, and the mom's like Oprah and, uh, uh, miles McDermott, McDermott goes, it's a coincidence. Um, and, uh, and he apologizes. He goes, does this big formal. Apo- I'm so sorry. I'll I'll never destroy another temple ever again. Like he just goes through this whole kind of Lewis, Lewis style apology. And then uh, the fire god just spews fire <laughs> out of his mouth. This mechanical fire god that they created. And um, they're like, oh, that's not good. You're you've been shunned. And so they like the entire tribe like literally turns their backs on him. <laughs> this yeah. really funny scene. And um, they're like, yeah, you need to you need to get out of here immediately and not, and never show your face here again um meanwhile the other team is like starving yeah they're starving and then they see so then uh miles says oh i called in like a package uh to be dropped in like a food package to be basically like Fortnite. it is for Fortnite. uh we're gonna drop this package you know uh, it's 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 basically like if you've seen like a supply package yeah they do this a lot like in like for troops and stuff like that Mm -hmm. like we're gonna drop supplies so they they drop this thing by parachute whatever of course it, it very conveniently on purpose goes all the way up the top of the mountain and um and they all they both have to go up there and and like when i'm thinking this like obviously at this point we know what's going what's really going on behind the scenes but like when when they do this i'm just like wait the plane (laughs) there's not supposed to be another plane for a week they're stuck on this island for seven days but the supply plane just was there like it just came (laughs) and it didn't land (laughs) to pick us up like i I thought that was kind of silly but he sends them on different trails and everything to go get the the food package where he literally like takes like articles of clothing from them yeah and like posts them <laughs> and then this is where it's kind of like the final straw because they assume that lewis and the other team got there first and they're ready for retrib- retribution because lewis has messed up one too many times yeah yeah, at, at this point, the, the family, like, is just kind of done with Lewis. Like, they're like, okay, like, you've burned us way too many times. And then also at this point, Twitty and Tawny decide that they are oh, yeah. not going to fly, <laughs> not going to take a bus, <laughs> but they are going to take this little boat <laughs> that is captained by Tom, who's ca- who's also friends with Lewis, but not really to the point of Twitty and Tawny. Yeah, he was one character where he came on the scene and I was like, okay, I'm supposed to know who this guy is because yep. I've seen the show before, but ex- except I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I was totally confused by his character. I guess he's, he's another friend of theirs. Is yeah, that- he's another friend. He kind of want he kind of wants to be Lewis's right hand man. Okay. But they kind of like push him kind of off like beans. Okay. But they only want him really for like his brains and stuff. Okay. But at this point he's working 
basically in like a boatyard type of thing. <laughs> Very convenient. Uh, and so they, the three of them literally set sail and then there's this like crazy storm and everything. Yeah, there's like this squall that comes up. It's like 30 feet of water and it like, it, it comes over the top of their little dinghy. <laughs> they're not even in the ship anymore. Yeah. With Tom, they're in this little dinghy and uh, not Tony, uh, Twitty gets thrown out of the dinghy and he just go, he goes, just go, <laughs> I'll swim. <laughs> and this wave is just huge. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my goodness, what is going on? And, but then they finally make it to the island in hopes of saving the Stevens family. And, and they're immediately apprehended. Like they, they're like, they're still on the sand on the beach when yep. they get grabbed by like basically like the security guards. Yeah. And they're basically going to hold them captive until they've finished with the Stevens family. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're basically obviously there to warn them um, yep. because I mean it's Twitty's fault that they're even on the islands because he's the one that that told Family Fake Out like hey I've got a good candidate family for your show and um, and then obviously feels remorse over it and then wants to warn them so they're there to warn them but they immediately get apprehended they take Twitty to like the the backstage area where all their cameras and trailers are, and stuff are set up and and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love to, Tim Meadows delivery is so good. So, he's so deadpan, but so funny yeah. to me. And, um, he, he goes, uh, he looks at Twitty and he goes, Kratom. <laughs> and then he's like, what? And like, they, he thinks he's going to go into like an animal crate yeah. and they just throw him in a trailer. <laughs> yeah. And then at one point they've escaped and then they literally like unplug a bunch of their cords yeah and stuff right in the middle of the the ren mutai yep. like when it's really heating up um he pulls all the cables out of the the trailer and then so back home it flips to like this cooking show and everything <laughs> and there's like this older lady doing like an infomercial for cooking yeah. and everybody's just like what <laughs> and they're so disappointed because they really want ren to kiss mutai <laughs> and but then they finally get back on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they weren't down for too long, but he cut the feed right in the middle of the, the show. Obviously miles is like irate at this point. Like he's, you know, this guy's messing with his livelihood. Yeah. He's, he's literally firing people left and right, you know, for not watching the cables or not watching uh, Twitty or whatever. Um, <laughs> at one point he says, he goes, uh, Someone, someone tells Miles, the Twitty kid's gone. And he goes, I bet he had something to do with this. And I'm just like, you think? <laughs> and, and then he's literally like, um, he's commanding somebody to do something. And they're like, you fired us. And he's like, well, you're rehired now. <laughs> um, then things, okay, so there, this, this is ramping up to the big twist at the end of the movie, um, which we won't spoil for right now. Well, if you've, if you've been with us this long and you haven't seen the movie, <laughs> you, you, we'll have a little fun twist for you at the end. But um, then it goes into like full-on like predator mode where in it, this was like the one part of the movie that I thought was really, really funny. I was mm-hmm. all in for this. Um, it's basically Ren who up until this point, I'm not familiar with Ren except for this movie, right? Yeah. But I, I know enough about Ren to know that this is um, the clean cut, perfect, goody tissues kid that everyone knows from school, right? Now she's in war paint and she's like savage. Yeah. Mode. She, yeah, she totally goes savage. All her hair is just completely disheveled. Um, she grabs a spear. Like she fashions a spear out of bamboo and you know, whatever rocks she can find. She's literally gonna kill. Lewis. And she's going to kill him like legit yeah. kill him. And, and honestly, like I was like, I kind of buy that. Like, I mean, if, if she went that long without food mm-hmm. and you know, everything that had gone wrong had gone wrong, obviously, you know, the Muay Thai thing is weird and she's very emotional. And like, I, i legit believe like, yeah, she, if she gets a hold of Lewis, she's legit going to kill him. <laughs> so like they, they it's against again, it's like the, the movie predator. Like she's basically yeah. like hunting him through the, through the forest. And then she finally finds him yeah. on this like cliff. <laughs> so you really think it's going to be the end of Lewis and the, the whole family's watching. They're like, yeah. Ren, don't do it. <laughs> and they're trying to stop her and everything. And she's like, Oh, he's done what one too many. And you're, and then, uh, miles shows up and he's just like, 
no, no, no. Yeah. You're, you're actually on family fake out. Yeah. And he's trying to stop it because, I mean, obviously, this is going to end his career if <laughs> yeah. one of the family members kills, kills another. Kills another, yeah. And so he's trying to stop her and everything. And then she basically, like, you think she shoves him off the cliff. Mm-hmm. And you're just like. You watch it. You actually watch him fall yeah. at one point. And everybody's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> she did it. It's over. (laughs) And then up pops. This is how three seasons of the even Stevens ends is with Lewis's death. And you're just like, this is going to end with Lewis dying. (laughs) And this is the reason the show is ending. Yeah. Is Shia LaBeouf probably had some sort of accident where they had to cancel the rest of the show or they pitched transformers to him and he he really had to go. That could be too. <laughs> so you think he's dead? Yep. But he's not, is he, Grant? No, he is not. He's alive. Uh, he jumped into a net, apparently. Pretty <laughs> much, <laughs> like, yep. Uh, from like, I don't know, like 12 stories. He, I guess, survives. Uh, and you find out that he's alive when this helicopter comes up over the edge of the, the top of the cliff and he's hanging onto a ladder. that's <laughs> like on yep. the, hanging from the helicopter. So, um, and who's in the helicopter? Dave Coulier. None other than, than, uh, uncle Jeff. No, not uncle Jesse, uncle uh, Joey, uncle Joey himself. And, um, he is from the rival television show called gotcha. <laughs> and, um, he basically uses this as like a stunt for his show. Like yep. he, he's, uh, he was assisting them. I don't even know how they got a hold of him. Don't think too hard about this. Maybe it, it would have had to be like Twitty and Tawny before. Oh, I think you're right. Before they got to the island. I think, I think you're right. They did say that, that, that before getting on a boat, which why they, why didn't they just take the chopper <laughs> anyway, before getting on a boat to come over to the islands, they had tipped off. Gotcha. Yeah. About what's going, what's going on with family fake out. And so, um, yeah, so he's in to, to help them to, to pull off this big stunt uh, so that he can get the TV ratings and it works, obviously. So, um, yeah, and then <laughs> there's this really touching scene. Again, I could care less, couldn't care less about these romantic scenes, but uh, Mutai uh, and Ren have this uh, very quiet moment on the beach together at sunset. And he says, um, I, tell me if you've ever heard this in a movie before, but he says, uh, I wasn't acting. I really care about you. <laughs> I was just like, Bleh. and now it is Jason. <laughs> now it's Jason, not Mutai. Uh, they all fly home on the plane and, um, with the family returns home, uh, beans pops up to disrupt their dinner again. Uh, Ren and Lewis argue about who let beans in the house. And then it goes into this like, music video yeah at the end which i can only assume was a part of the show did they end yeah that episodes well they had a band okay that appeared in a few shows okay but yeah so that's kind of where it comes from the the, you've you've seen this done in a a dozen different kids movies where like it's fun to see the actors you know break character and just be silly with the other actors on the set and um and it, you know, it's, it's cheesy. It's been done before, but it was also, also fun to watch. Like I, you can tell they're having a lot of fun on the set making the movie. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the Twitty Stevens connection sings dream vacation at the end. Um, so I would have liked some more Dave Coulier cause I love that guy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, he, he really, he has a brief cameo at the beginning of the movie when they set up the, the TV show gotcha. Mm-hmm. And then of course he's got the big scene at the end. Um, yeah, I think overall it's it is an enjoyable romp. Like I, I I wouldn't say that this is my favorite movie of all time. I wouldn't even put it in my top one hundred movies of all time. It's maybe not wouldn't even crack my top five hundred. But it is funnier than I thought it was going to be. I thought you were getting me into something that was really terrible, like something that would be on the horrible movie podcast. I think someone could probably still bring this movie to the horrible movie podcast. Probably. But I I laughed quite a bit. Uh, again, the premise of the, the movie is actually really pretty genius like it's pretty original i i was surprised by how how good it was um 
there is some legit funny little little scenes throughout speckled throughout the movie that have absolutely nothing to do with the plot, but are just kind of just fun comic relief mm-hmm. things. There's this uh, scene where they're so hungry that they find a peanut, a single peanut on the on the ground, and uh, there's three of them, and they, they say, "Let's divide it into thirds, and we'll 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 eat it." And there's like the nub on the end of the peanut. And they're like, "We'll save that for dessert," you know, and it has nothing to do with the movie at all. Yeah. Um. But and uh, then they get chased by the robotic squirrel at one point killer squirrel yeah killer squirrel was pretty funny um yeah there's lots of little and then of course the the stuff that we've already mentioned like the spaghetti and the um the the chair that wants to take over the house at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the movie like that those kind of things are again pointless to the plot but are it's a kids movie and and kids want to laugh at at silly things like that so um (laughs) there's uh a part where Lewis is literally running from the chair and he, and he screams my life, my life. (laughs) So, I mean, you get, you, you know what you're in for. I think if you, if you turn this movie on, um, Mm -hmm. it's worth mentioning. Maybe I should have mentioned this at the beginning of the show, but the, the movie on Disney plus is still in four by three. Like it's not, it's not a widescreen movie and they've touched this movie up zero. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it is in its original 2003 form, uh, which if it's, if you've seen it before is, is great nostalgia. If you're in 2020 thinking like, why does the movie look like this? It's like, well, it's because they didn't (laughs) update it at all. (laughs) This is not a remastered uh, version of this movie. Not at all. So, um, I really like Shia LaBeouf. I really like Tim Meadows. Um, uh, it is starkingly similar to the Truman show, but I think if you can just kind of put that aside and realize you've seen a movie that's much, much better than this movie that kind of does the same thing. Um, it's, it, there's a good time to be had. Um, it's, it's, it is different enough from the Truman show and the fact that it's not about one dude, but like literally a whole family yeah. and they're, they're, you know, fight to survive, but also kind of be at each other's throats the entire time. It's, it's a good time. So, um, I, I'll be, I'll be honest. It kind of made me want to watch a couple of the episodes of the show, like just to check it out. Yeah. Um, I, there's no way I would watch every episode of all three seasons, but, um, I would check out like maybe that musical show and maybe the episode that you talked about, mm-hmm. um, you know, just to kind of get some more context for the characters. But, um, I, I will say this, if you are a Shia LaBeouf fan and haven't seen the the, sh- the show but at least the movie i, I recommend it like yeah. it's it is fun I, I think it's always fun to see before they they are who they are mm-hmm. now um you, you go back and watch an old sandra bullock movie where she's like 21 and it's just like yeah. wow this is like sandra bullock before she was sandra bullock mm-hmm. and that is this movie for shia labeouf if you're yeah. a shia labeouf fan i think you'd have a lot of fun watching this yeah and i mean even if you really enjoyed Kim Possible yeah. as a kid or even as an adult and but had never seen even Stevens. I feel like that with Christy Carlson Romano. I know Kim Possible's animated, but I feel like that gives you enough there as well. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's great. I feel like we didn't really talk about her very much, even though I, I kind of praised her at the beginning of the show. Like she um, she's a great. I, I thought she was a phenomenal actress in this movie, mm-hmm. um, much better than she had any right to be <laughs> in in a movie like this. Like even the mom and dad who are not in the movie very much, I don't think are acting very very well here. Like they're yeah. they're, they're doing an okay job, passable. I think for the movie, there's no way that those people, these actors would be like prominent Hollywood movie actors. Um, the fact that Christy Carlson Romano has transcended and made it into the Hollywood world. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Shia LaBeouf has made it into the ho- Hollywood world, uh, tells you a lot about their acting in this movie. I, th- I think that uh, they got those bigger roles like transformers and whatnot. Yeah. Um, because of, of their work here. I, th- I think it's, it's really well done. So, Cause I mean, the first transformers came out relatively I mean, 2006. Yeah, it wasn't long at all yeah. after this. So this definitely was kind of the platform for Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. I'd never seen him in anything. When I, when I saw the first Transformers movie, he was a new actor for me. Yeah. I hadn't seen him in anything. So, But people that grew up on Disney Channel obviously knew him pretty well. So, um, yeah. I, I think overall it's a, it's a recommend, especially if you have kids to watch yeah. it with. Um, uh the fact Definitely that I, family friendly. Oh yeah. The fact that I'm 40 years old and watch this by myself is a little weird, but, um, but I, I wanted to talk about it for the show just to have a little fun. So, yeah. 
Uh, so this was a fun little episode 36. I, I enjoyed kind of taking a, a diversion from our usual fare, which is like Hamilton and really serious movies and like just talking about this made-for-TV yep. kind of popcorn movie, uh, as it were. So um, so thanks for joining me this week, uh, Grant. Uh, yeah. If you... Uh, have an idea for what you want us to talk about on the show. I think we've got Grant for most of the weeks in the summer, maybe not every week, um, but uh, we'll probably have to say goodbye to him once school starts up. He's a teacher and also and coaches. So, Unfortunately. So uh, we've got him maybe for another few episodes, but yeah, um, uh, this was definitely a fun one. We'd love to include you in the show if you want to write us uh, Disney Plus reviews at hotmail.com. And uh, next week, we are going to be talking about The Emperor's New Groove, which oh, I'm, yeah. I'm super excited about. Um, easily one of my favorite Disney movies of all time. So I uh, cannot wait to talk about that. I've never done an episode on, on that movie. And I, on any podcast I've yeah. been on, I've been, been around podcasts for years and years. I've never talked about this movie. So really excited about talking about it with you. Um, uh, again, let us know if you have an idea for a movie that you want us to see and talk about. We definitely have some ideas uh, even beyond Emperor's New Groove, but we'd love to hear what you think. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week for some Emperor's New Groove. <laughs>